well, here we go. Hello, everybody. I'm Maxwell, but you know what? Doesn't matter. I've got a story for you. It's a wonderful story full of goodness. The kind that gives you the warm and fuzzy feelings. Here, we're celebrating and thanking the incredible support given to Cancer Central. A true collaboration of minds and passion. Cancer Central exists thanks to over 70,000 donated hours to date. Volunteer time from over 300 individuals and 60 organizations. Their mission is to help people affected by cancer find the support and information they need for free. The book, Tech, Treats and Treasures, was published in June 2022. A feel-good book full of fun, technology tales and words of encouragement. Over 80 remarkable leaders sharing their insights and advice as a fundraiser for Cancer Central, helping to keep the site free from advertising <laughs> and messaging charges. This podcast series celebrates the book and their stories and golden nuggets. Now, I'm going to hand you over to Avril Chester, founder of Cancer Central and the narrator of the book. In this particular episode, like many others, it could be number one or ten or fifteen. Okay, she's going to talk you through Tech Treats and Treasure's purpose. Um, and all the wonderful things all the people have given us. Ah. So, once upon a time. Where do I start? When you've been through something life-changing, whatever it is, something that really rips up not only the flow of your life, but makes you question its purpose, well, what next? On this occasion, we went through something together, a small thing called a pandemic. We went through it not just as friends or family or neighborhood, but as a nation and the entire globe. The last few years will be etched into our lives forever, although I'm not actually sure what will be etched in mine. I became a workaholic hermit with evening tipples, biscuit tweaks, and square-eyed through box sets. Physical contact became hugging my childhood teddy bear. Who'd have thought? But as we take that breath and look on into the future with either excitement, nerves, or relief, I hope this book full of precious nuggets accompanies you wherever you are. On that sand lounger, oh, remember those? On that train finding me a pick-me-up. On an evening to uncover ideas. On the you-know-who. Yes, I know some of you do. For a giggle or just a light read. This book is meant to be picked up, put down, picked up, marked, highlighted, tagged with a few of those tiny, cute post-it notes, you can easily find that golden nugget again. And the same thing for this Audible. Stop it, start it, tag it, write things down. This book is about technology. It's leaders, it's impact on our lives. Stories I'm hoping you've not yet heard. And some fabulous golden nuggets and quotes to get you thinking and inspired. One golden nugget. Who exactly is behind this inspirational network of sharing a new series of books to tickle your minds? Who encouraged me 
to write and collate stories from across the world of technology, who is ultimately responsible for this incredible generosity where proceeds of your purchase kindly go to Cancer Central so that we can continue to keep the site free from advertising and messaging charges. Drumroll, please. Introducing the formidable and incredible Mr. Stephen Foster. Or as I hand over to Stephen to share his story, he asks... Please call me Mr. Barlow. I spent just over 30 years of my life trying to build my dream. Each time I thought I was getting there, it ended in pieces, with me face down in the mud and life stamping on my head. And every time that happened, I somehow found the courage and energy to get up and keep going. I've no idea how. Looking back, anyone with half a brain would say, clearly this entrepreneurial journey isn't for you, Stephen. Go and get a proper job. But I never have done. Somehow, I always believed in myself enough to hold on to the image of my success. When during my mid-40s, it all crumbled away again, I thought it might be time to ask people for help. Please tell me one thing I can improve. Tell me how you've built that business. Tell me, have you ever had tough moments or is it just me? The answers I found were profound. Of course, everyone has been through their own unique challenges. It wasn't just me. It was something every single person had experienced and some had dealt with far worse than I had. So that's how One Golden Nugget came to be. Me asking people for a piece of wisdom I could perhaps incorporate into my own mindset and improve. I've turned my mess into a message. On that journey, and I don't remember how I originally connected with her, Avril Chester arrived. I believe the people we meet are never there by accident. They come to teach us lessons, show us who we are and bring beautiful life learnings. Avril had just won the Entrepreneur of the Year Award for her work at Cancer Central. And I thought she'd have an interesting nugget to share having been through that very personal experience of cancer and from it looked and found a huge positive. That was to help others and I loved it. She said yes and her nugget, stop comparing, changed my life. I realised I'd spent most of my life comparing myself to others, especially Gary Barlow from the UK pop band Take That. I'm a songwriter and I was in a boy band in my 20s without success though, but he built a life I wanted he had the success, the fame, the money, all of which somehow, despite my efforts, had eluded me. But hold on, stop comparing, says Avril. Gary Barlow doesn't have your beautiful kids. He doesn't have your mum or the other people that I loved. And he hasn't messed up so many times or been broke enough to invent one golden nugget. And that's changing people's lives. The point is, Avril's nugget shifted me. It made me think... You shouldn't compare yourself to anyone. You are beautiful, unique, and you should be grateful for that. Avril changed my life. Following up, I asked her to become a founder member of One Golden Nugget. She agreed, and then together we formed the idea of creating this book. Ask some people in the tech industry about their story, share a piece of wisdom, raise some cash for Cancel Central, and in some ways change the lives of the people who read the book. You see, all the mess I've made in my life really has turned into a message. Nuggets change lives. I'm blessed you decided to read this book, and I thank you. Stephen Foster, founder of One Golden Nugget. 
Huge thank you, Stephen. I honestly cannot remember how we met either, but I do remember rushing out to St. James's Park to quickly video my golden nugget. So much so, the first few times were dismal. Then people kept walking behind. I mean, seriously, could they not see I was in the throes of trying out my acting skills? It's embarrassing enough recording yourself, let alone attempting it in public. But somehow I got through, and that pang of embarrassment pales into insignificance listening to your kind words, Stephen. As a confession, my nugget has grown from something someone else said to me. Someone incredibly impactful in my life. My breast cancer nurse. After diagnosis, probably the only words I remember was, don't compare. Every cancer, every diagnosis, everyone's reactions and everyone's journey is different. Don't compare. I then played this forward into life. I could see myself comparing in meetings. Man, she nailed that presentation. Wish I could do that. Or, wow, look at the impact of what they've built. I can't seem to grow or scale my startup. What am I doing wrong? I'm in awe of parents who continuously juggle everything when some days getting myself out of bed is a feat in itself. Don't compare, soon grow into stop comparing. Your strengths, uniqueness and situation is different to mine. I needed to relearn how to believe in myself and trust my intuition. Learn how to take risks again in life and live it to the full in the Avril way. What's your way? Hi, I'm Avril, your narrator for the book. Welcome, welcome. Sit back, relax, and let's get started. Chapter one, life. A precious gift, an unknown duration. Let's not drift and giggle through navigation. A poem by Avril Chester. Life. One short word that sums up our very existence. It's powerful, precious and full of different experiences and emotions. We therefore had to start this audible with Peter Job, CEO of Intergence. Thank you, Peter, for being one of our sponsors and making this book and Audible a reality. I thoroughly enjoyed interviewing you. You see, I know what life means to me, but what I really wanted to explore was what life means to you. I'm Peter Job. I am the founder and CEO of Intergence and two other tech businesses. The most inspirational leaders I have met in both business and sport have been totally humble, as well as being great listeners. Spend just five minutes listening to someone and only talk for one minute and you will start to find your own humility. I'm not actually a technologist by training, but I do admit I really love technology. Now, if you ask me if I could build a Windows PC or talk in depth about a network, I'd struggle to know where to start. Um, but I have got people in the organisation that are really, really good at doing that. Uh, actually, I didn't even start out thinking when I commenced my career I was going to be in tech because my degree actually was in geography and geology, which turned out to be pretty useless to anybody, apart from myself, of course. 
Um, it just meant I spent hours in front of a microscope and ended up with a very weird eye. Um, move on 10 or 12 years of finishing my degree and I'd, I'd started my family. We had uh, our beautiful daughter, Natalie, and then David, and everything was great. And William then followed on four years later and we thought that our young family was, was pretty much complete. And William had a normal birth, but about a week after being born, he was rushed into hospital with jaundice, which you know, is, is quite common with uh, children of that age. However, it turned out to be, um, in hindsight, a lot more serious than that. We were really, really lucky to have a locum doctor who'd uh, been practicing out in Africa. And she noticed that William had gone a little bit blue around the lips and thought that we should get him to Great Ormond Street pretty quickly, uh, the renowned children's hospital. So straight away you start to think, oh dear, this really is serious. And you kind of go into a sort of, a, your body goes into a shock process. Um, they took him straight into surgery and I remember feeling um, very, very helpless. We all felt helpless about it. And we effectively found, um, well, we were briefed by the doctors fairly on, early on, that William's heart was effectively the rack completely around the wrong way. And that sort of same feeling of helplessness is something I think we all felt during the pandemic, um, with things um, around us going wrong that we had absolutely no control over. But um, obviously this was many times multiplied with William. A month later, William was back in hospital for what at the time was unbelievably pioneering surgery. Seeing my son having to go through this was incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, but what happens is somehow you, you tend to cope with the situation as it's going um, forward in front of you. And the amazing thing is, I think, as human beings, we can go through sometimes the most terrible traumas and tragedies. But in the vast majority of cases, we, we find coping mechanisms of some sort. And whether it's friends, friends or family, these are times when you really, really have to dig deep. Luckily, and I'm very proud to say William came through it, He's 30 this year, can't believe it really, and he's fit as a fiddle. He's very, very careful with his health, uh, and I'm delighted to say, not only has he got married um, this year, but he's also a little boy, Oliver, um, and he's married well enough to an intensive care nurse. What amazing news. Peter, my heart lifted when you shared William is now fit as a fiddle. Looking back at this life-changing event, what nugget of advice would you share? So looking um, really back at this sort of life-changing event, I would say there's, from nuggets of advice, I'd probably say there's two or three. I think, firstly, we didn't, we, none of us really realise until something major happens like this, what a slender thread of life we all live on. Um, I think it made me really, really appreciate life in general. And actually, that, that mindset also helped me through the pandemic. It's all about scale. I think sometimes we don't realise what other people have been through because we all have our own personal battles and that's something I think I'd like other people to think about as well. We all have to fight in life for uh, what we believe in. Also, it showed me the resilience of the human spirit to get through really difficult times as we saw um, during, the, during the pandemic but also through, through William's, um, William's terrible illness. And lastly, I, I think I realised I was a lot stronger than I thought I was and I could really cope with a lot more than I thought I could at the time. It's not really until you get tested you find out what you're really made of. For 
those that know me, I am a big fan of social impact technology. In my eyes, it is much broader than tech for good, which brilliantly describes the act of delivering for a charitable purpose. I'm conscious we all have different definitions, so please, this is my take on it all. But take the amazing charity Tech for Good and add on with profit initiatives and inventions that impact our society. This is about the entire sum, the complete total of marvellousness and brilliant technology impacting us as humans, our planet and so forth. Regardless of company structure, whether it's donated, funded, earned, delivered by entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs, technology innovation for social improvement. Whether it's economic, education, health, sustainability, equality, poverty, environmental and much more. This is social impact technology and I know Peter is a big fan as well. As a female in technology, I get asked the question about women in tech a lot and I am thankful to all of you who, like Peter, champion diversity of thought and characteristics into the profession. For me, we have a PR exercise to do and I would argue technology requires the most diverse skill set of any profession. Take our Cancer Central chatbot Ask Our, for example. This is about engagement and linguistics. In technology, we analyse spot trends, design experiences, plan, learn, connect, build, buy, negotiate, spot opportunities, use analytics and insights, improve customer interaction, reduce complexity of process, problem solve, experiment and much, much more. The depth and breadth of the skills required across the tech industry is so vast, there are plenty of opportunities out there. As Matthew Mallard, Cancer Central's non-executive director says, Inclusivity is an essential backbone of social impact technology, as well as innovation and experimentation. It is important we learn from across the sectors, and I had one of my best days last year with Peter visiting Ken Hill Farm. It was a beautiful day, a bit windy, then the heavens opened for a short time. As we ran inside, a tad drowned, laughing, the visit opened my eyes to how differently they were thinking and how they were challenging a convention. Did you know 72% of the UK is agricultural? It's responsible for 10% of UK emissions, yet only 0.5% of GDP. I didn't know either until my trip to Kenhill Farm. Seeing how data can support natural techniques in the food we eat was amazing. What also got me were the experiments in farming cycles and harvest. It requires patience. A term not exactly associated with technology. Thank you, Peter. Life means so much and we've not even scratched the surface. However, we started with family, which leads me nicely onto lice nuggets. Georgina Owens, Chief Product and Technology Officer. Don't let anyone tell you that career is a choice. It isn't family or career, life or career, anything or a career. Your career is enriched by other experiences, so do it all. Hello, my name's Trevor Hunt. I'm CTO Advisory at Behind Every Cloud, and here's my tech treat and treasure. People often talk about work-life balance, but it's much more than that. 
20 years ago, I was talking about this very topic with my manager. And on the back of a napkin, he drew me a picture. Imagine for a moment a circle with three equal segments, one labelled work, one labelled me, and one labelled family. This was to illustrate how to strike a balance over time and the impacts of trying to balance your time between the three segments. First off is me time. That includes sleep, but also you need to spend time on yourself to develop your interests and passions and skills. Then there's family time and work time. When you, you play a balancing act here, driven by the circumstances, I mean, urgent dread deadlines or tough business conditions may mean you are increasing your work time and reducing your family time or your sleep time. The birth of a child or a bereavement in the family may mean your family time has to increase. Hence, the size of these three segments may increase or decrease over time, but there is a finite number of hours in a day. So, always aim to strike a balance. James Innesby, don't compartmentalise, be the best you. Take the finest traits of your professional persona, add the magic from your personal life, and blend with your family ethos. Al Walsh. CEO and founder at Amido. Believe in yourself and have those courageous conversations because the awkward is better than the awful. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. I absolutely adore this quote initially coined by Albert Hubbard. Here we are, a new zest for life, interspersed with days of complete exhaustion, but some declare, I want to make lemonade. That's marvellous. What flavour lemonade? As there are a few. Hmm. I don't know. Many know they simply wish to do something or be involved in creating something new. They wish to invent. If you'd like to assist Cancer Central, please donate directly or visit nuggetstore.co.uk and buy your physical copy of the book, Tech, Treats and Treasures. Thank you. I love it. I really love it. Can't believe you've taken over the vocal at the end. It's just bizarre. Thank you so much. Until next time. Oh my God, I can't believe you've just done that bit. I was supposed to do that bit. Well, you weren't there. Yes, but I bet I wanted to do that bit. I wanted to do the nice charity bit at the end. Well, you haven't done it, have you? You weren't here. Well, I wanted to do that bit. Yeah, but you didn't, did you? Right, go and make the tea.